Welcome to the Listen, Talk, Heal podcast, where we talk with members of the University of Toronto community about their experiences during the pandemic and how we as a community can recover together. I'm Kim Lin, a fourth year undergraduate student studying computer science, statistics, and psychology. And I'm Tony, a recent U of T graduate who studied mathematics, cognitive sciences, and statistics, and we are your co-hosts. Great. We can move on to mental health. Mm. Uh, you have told us that you did a you did something for students that's called a reading week light. Yeah, um, <laughs> the question you, in your voice is appropriate. It's a thing reading, totally made up. The reading week light. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So for some context, um, at UFT, both as like I think a really good response to just the challenges of COVID, the winter semester was sort of moved forward in time a week I guess there was an extra week of that that winter holiday as most folks probably will know but because people may very rightly have made plans for reading week that involved travel or something not that much of it was possible reading week was kept in the same place so you ended up having this sort of short first half if you will of the semester and then this pretty long winter trudge between reading week and then that final assessment period. And I was feeling it, my health was suffering a little bit over that period. Uh, and I was seeing in students, we would often do these check-ins at the beginning of class, kind of silly ones like, which inflatable duck are you? Or which member of BTS making a silly face are you? And I was just seeing more and more of the, if there was, if you could give them the option to be tired or sad, <laughs> that was just more and more of what people were, were feeling. And just, yeah, so, so knowing that we were all going through that, um, but that there was also a lot of really good resources available at the university to help with just whether it was just sort of generally just being fatigued by the situation or was starting to develop into more serious types of loneliness or, you know, sort of languishing well-being, uh, wanting to connect students with that, but in more than just a, by the way, there's resources go at it, like to try to really meaningfully integrate it was what felt important, but also to give people once again, that space to make the right choice for them. Encourage things that I thought were useful, but may have the space to make the right choice for them. I had sort of figured out with what my plan for the content was that I could squeeze up the GAMS a little bit, the generalized additive models at the end, do a bit of a taster of them because they weren't a main focus of the course, but a really, really nice um, extension to some of the work we were doing. So I could move things around enough that it wasn't going to hurt the learning outcomes, it wasn't going to hurt the students, but gave us some space in this, I don't know if it was sort of week eight or nine, that kind of then split this semester up into thirds instead of a short half, not really a half, but like sort of this third and then a bit of a break and then this long trudge, try to break up that trudge for everyone's well-being. And so what we came up with was this thing called reading week light. So if you really just wanted to take that week completely off STAT 303, I think there was maybe one thing you had to make sure you had done by the beginning of the week for the project. Like you had to make sure you were signed up for your group. But I tried to make it as like as few things to think of as possible. Make sure you have that one admin task done. And then you can ignore us for the whole week if you want to. If you need to sleep or you need to catch up or you need to get outside, do that thing that is right for you. But if suddenly having a week of sort of free time thrown at you is a bit daunting or you know, you're know you needing access or relationship to other supports, here's some bonus points because I find bonus points are remarkably effective. <laughs> I know they work for me too, so it's not really surprising that they work for students. But I said, you know what? 
you can have some bonus points if you want to come to a talk about academic resilience or if you want to come to this talk about five ways to well-being and we also because folks were across all sorts of time zones but you know what if that time sucks for you hey it's recorded all you have to do is watch the recording and fill out this little quick response to it there that's your bonus points sorted out as well and there was still options to do a reading um, sorry, to do a quiz and a writing activity because I didn't want to mess up anyone's plan. If someone had been banking on like, we had as flexibility policies, like a best six of 10 and a best seven of 10 for these two sort of weekly activities because, you know, life happens. And if someone had been banking on having those weeks, then I made them sort of revision of activities that people could do. Um, but because of those flexibility policies that were right there from the beginning, you could ignore them that week and be totally fine. Some folks had already pretty much met all the requirements for them and could sort of take that off. So yeah, it was, it came together not so much from good planning, but luck, but I'm really glad it came together. And it got me thinking more about how, perhaps not a full week, but how to sort of create space and bring resources into my classroom so that it's not just like, oh, the prof is doing the script about mental health again. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. To be like, no, these are the things that I find really helpful. I've done bad things to my health with stress, you know, like, and I don't want that for my students. I don't think it's a prerequisite to be a good learner or academic to be stressed all the time. It's something I'm working on. And I find the kind of messages and resources about resilience and about well-being really helpful to my own um, career trajectory. So I really would love for more students to have that early on so that they can be healthy and successful and happy. Have it all, guys. Have it all. That's really nice of you. I'm going to say something that's really like that, that might sound wrong, but go for it. Um, <laughs> why do you feel like that is something that you need to do since you could have just used that week to teach? Yeah, it's, it's a question that I've definitely been struggling with. And I think when it's not pandemic times, I'll have to be thoughtful. So I didn't get any of them. Why did we do this? I wanted to learn stats this week. I was scared. I was scared I was gonna have someone like try to report me to my, <laughs> to my, to my chair and be like, she didn't teach us anything this week. We hated it. But the response was actually amazing. I've never hit my Zoom cap before. And so we have a Zoom cap of 300. I had people emailing me going, I can't get into this well-being talk. And I was like, this is like the best problem I've ever had in teaching. So the response was there, like that, the evidence, you know, the data was in that it was something that people were really drawn to. And I was so impressed with how the students engaged with it. But I do think it still becomes a question of, yeah, I don't want my methods of data analysis class to be just a self-help class. I wanna teach you methods of data analysis because I really like that. And I think it's really important. But I think something that we were all seeing and feeling, and I think you sort of reflected in your TA experience as well as perhaps in both of your student experiences, this was an unusual time and this was challenging. And that was a long, long stretch without a break <laughs> doing, doing all these things. And I think part of it was I'd also been hearing that, yeah, I'd given folks a lot to do every week. I thought it was all valuable. None of it was busy work. It was all stuff that I thought was really important, but there's only so much that can be important at one time. So really trying to give that permission in this unique instance, really try to give that permission as wholeheartedly as possible felt really, really valuable. What that's gonna look like for me in future courses, I think I'm still gonna to try to bring resources into the class, but maybe it's five minutes for an activity at the beginning, or maybe it's not during class time, but hey, maybe there's still a bonus point on the line if you wanna to come to this other thing. Uh, because especially with my experience, both as a researcher and as a consultant in a professional realm, just being good at numbers or even just being good at numbers and writing isn't enough. There's that resilience. There's that ability to take care of yourself so that you can meet your goals, that you can meet the you know 
expectations people have of you that you have of yourself, which are often the hardest. None of the good stuff in the stats world happens without some of that other framework and bedrock in there. And exactly as you said, like, why does it have to be me who does that? I kind of hope eventually that I'm not having to do that much of it, but I think it's still kind of new and unusual. And we've got the good resources in there, but this question of what is a course or what is a prof's role is still stuff that we're figuring out. Um, and that we had a little more freedom during the pandemic to take a risk on if we thought it was gonna help. Um, I felt I had permission to take those risks and they worked out really well. So finding what the balance is as we get back more to normal. Um, some of that's in this like the trauma-informed pedagogy that we might get a chance to talk about, but thinking about like, what's that right balance for an academic classroom for high achieving students to get the most statistics out of this um, and to go the farthest with it, what else do we need to put around them? Great, wow, that's such a good answer you said. I hope wow. it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish I had thought, huh. but it just, it's not, it's not the case. Um, I know that Kimlin here has did the workshops, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah. what Were you Yeah, they telling the truth? What do you think? <laughs> Um, actually, like I had done five ways to all being like multiple times before in my first year. So I didn't go to that one. I went to yeah. the academic resi resilience one. Um, I guess honestly now I don't remember much because like so much time has passed. But yeah. <laughs> I think at the time when I we was going through it, I think they were mentioning some like useful things. Yeah, yeah. I love the five ways to well-being too. I've done it multiple times now as well. So for anyone listening, that's Chad Jankowski in the Faculty of Arts and Science. And it's it's so good. I I, I think about that one a lot actually in my day-to-day -day life. Um, and yeah, I'm excited that academic resilience one was sort of a first, a first time kind of bringing those resources in, but also having Kate and Rahul do a talk like that, I think for a class. So that's actually something we're looking at for our first year course because especially hearing it early on and then maybe getting that chance to hear it again or have it like, that's how we learn, right? You get something once it's gone, it's that repetition. And having some of that messaging around resilience, especially I find in like, as statisticians in the face of red text, right? As soon as R gives you an error message, if your heart rate's spiking, you're not gonna survive a coding session, right? And so there's all those, all those areas of good statistical practice that kind of rests on that foundation of that academic resilience. So I think, yeah, even if it's not something where there's like a lasting quote for you, I'm hoping sort of that space to have reflected on it shifted a little something. And now the next time you hear it, or if you read Grit by Angela Duckworth or whatever that next thing is, which I'm not sure if that's the author's name, but that, that I got to be part of hopefully planting a bit of a seed of that for some folks, um, that, that would be certainly more than enough for me. <laughs> Yeah, I think you did like plant a seed and um, hopefully like, I think I reflected a lot. Mm, that's um, brilliant. That's it for today. And as always, wash your hands, stay hydrated, stay active, love yourself. And most importantly, tune in to our Listen, Talk, Heal podcast.